0: When I was preparing this homily, I was starting to think of different topics or ideas that maybe I could talk about for, for this, for Palm Sunday. And as I was thumbing through the missile, I realized that, and I knew this, but that actually, you know, this, this Sunday isn't really technically called Palm Sunday. It's called Passion Sunday. And as I read that, I kind of, it dawned on me, I don't know why we call it Passion Sunday. I've been a priest for two years, seminarian for seven, a Catholic for 29 years. No clue why we call what we just read the passion. Whenever I think of passion, I think of something like vengeance or or, or desire or vigor or energy, something associated with, with either like you know beating down an enemy or screaming really loud in the military or something involved with lust, something something that does not cover. What we just read, I think of something someone active, somebody fighting, somebody going into into battle, but that was hardly what you and I just experienced, and so that was kind of the question. Is like, okay, so if this is the passion of the Christ, why is that the word we chose for it and so being that 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 I figured you know maybe maybe we I won't be able to find this on the internet or, or exactly like, you know, in, the, in Webster's Dictionary via the app. I figured I would go and actually find a real dictionary. So I, I, I went through our little library over here. Bet you didn't know we had a library, but we do. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of these things called books. And, and I went to, to the, and I dug through and I looked around, and I found the new Webster's Dictionary, second edition, unabridged. It was this big, and it was from 1934. (laughs) Brand new. So I I opened it up, went through it, found passion, and there was 12 entries for it. But the very first entry of passion was something I had never heard before. They said that passion, or Webster's dictionary defined passion as an act of enduring great pain and suffering. The act of enduring great pain and suffering and it's from the Latin word passio, which means the same thing. To endure, to, to, to embrace and to endure pain and suffering. And then you read on there throughout, and then of course they mention the passion of Christ. And, but you meet, read on, they mention the passions that we were talking about. The desire for vigor and things like that. And so, But, but they also mention another aspect of passion, maybe something that we never really heard about. It's something called... It's a and it's weird, as Francis Bacon defined it as being molded upon. A passion is something that, an external force that impacts a person. And kind of exploring a little bit more, what I decided to do is see what St. Thomas said about it. And when he said that that definition of passion, the, you know, being, having an external force imposed upon us, and it molding us to whatever degree, is from the root word Passivity. So we have passio, the Latin word which means to endure great suffering, and we have passivity. Put these two together, what we're looking at, guys, at this gospel passage is the great and unfathomable passivity of God, willing to endure a passio, endure pain and suffering for our salvation. If we ever ask why this is, it's almost like the reason is self-explanatory. Because he loves us. You know, we often think about God in the sky, big, mighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-great. And the fact of the matter is, if we see that view of God as kind of the great, we can see him as as kind of the great tyrant in the sky. But whenever he became a king, and a king that decided to endure passio for us, He showed us that he was more than almighty. He showed us that he was all good, that he was all loving. And so guys, as we enter into this Holy Week, may this be our meditation. That the Father Almighty, the Son Almighty, loved us so much as to endure incredible pain and suffering, to communicate and to show you and I just how worth it we really are just how much he really desires to spend the rest of eternity with us. Let's take advantage of this fact. Let's take advantage of this fact that he's given us this time to turn to him in love and mercy and patience. And may we too dwell with him for the rest of eternity as we pass through our own passios and find rest and resurrection that he promises. Amen.